Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. Today we will be covering any Chelsea transfers that could potentially be happening. So welcome to the Chelsea Transfer Show. I understand this episode might be airing one day late and we apologize because we were experiencing some technical difficulties. For today's episode, we will be giving our thoughts on some potential arrivals and departures happening with Chelsea FC this summer. Let's get right into it, Adam. I heard there might uh, there might be a potential formation change. Are you? What are your thoughts about any rumors about Chelsea changing formations? Do you think a back four is needed? Yes. So we would assume that a formation change would mean some variation of a back four, and. In my opinion, I mean, the obvious reason would be Chelsea overall last season. And this theme continued under Tuchel, despite the spectacular results. Chelsea weren't scoring enough and their finishing wasn't the greatest. And they had trouble scoring a lot of goals. And that may, Tuchel may look at it and may think to sacrifice one of those central defenders move to a back four and try to get Chelsea more free-flowing in terms of their attack and try to get these attackers going starting from early this season. So the obvious thing would be for the benefit of the attack. I don't think it's... I, I understand if Tuca wants to change the formation. I understand that, yes, we didn't score enough goals and maybe going to a back four would help Chelsea going forward. I, I don't think it's really needed too much. I'd understand, but I don't think it's super needed. I agree with you. I don't think a formation change is necessary. I think in terms of finishing, as that was the primary problem, I think the problem was just with literally just finishing the chances because we were making them. It was getting right in front of the box, if not outside of it. And oftentimes to Timo Werner or whoever else it was up top, we just weren't getting those shots in. I, I think that has to do with more of changing how the player thinks or just getting a replacement up there. I don't think that's a necessarily a formation change problem. Yes, I, I, I agree because I do think that if you look at the second half of the season under Tuchel and you look particularly at right. Chelsea's attack, I think overall if you look at the whole season... Chelsea, if their finishing was better, if their shot conversion rate was much better, they could have been a lot closer to Man City in the Premier League than they were. We wouldn't have had to scrap for top four. We would have been maybe up there with Man City. So I think I do agree with you that a lot of it is just down to finishing. I do think some changes need to be made, though. But yes, I think it should just be either a player change or a mentality change. But I don't think the back three that we had was very strong. Chelsea, you look at Chelsea, you see some of the best defenders, not even some of the best defenders, some of the best defending. I mean, that's what was so brilliant about this Chelsea champions. So I don't think a fourth is needed. I think that's overkill. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, Adam. Go ahead. Yeah, don't worry. No, that was just what was so amazing about this whole Chelsea story under Thomas Tuchel the fact that we didn't need to score much to win exactly yeah <laughs> it was it was basically when Chelsea went ahead you knew the opponent were get, weren't getting back into the game nine times out of ten that's how we won the Champions League and you know you you can't complain Chelsea can get that comfortable lead 
And so, I mean, you can understand the thinking behind it. Yes, Chelsea need to find a way to get their attackers going. But I, I think we can agree that's more of a case of finishing. And is there a, for, a need to change the formation to help that part of the game? I don't think so. And then also, as you mentioned, Chelsea were so good defensively as a collective that do you want to move around that back three where Rudiger's played really well, Christensen's played really well, Aspilicueta, Thiago continues, right? And then you have... If it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly, yeah. You have in front of those, the back three, you have Kante, Kovacic, Jorginho, who were all really well suited in this formation. And they also, all of them drop back. Even Conte was, I'd say he's a stronger defensive player than he is in attacking. Oh, yes, that's his, that's his specialty, right? But <laughs> his forte. Yes, yes, and he could do definitely even more than that. But I think that Ch- Chelsea felt so comfortable in a back three at the back and in midfield Right. that I don't know if you really want to tinker with that. And I just think that maybe the case in Chelsea's attack is really just a finishing rather than a change in formation. But you could understand Tuchel's thinking and... We will see what happens. This is this is all rumors, right? So yeah, we'll see. I I don't think I I, I mean he does have the preseason on like when he first came into the team because he came right in the middle of the season. Now he does have the summer to experiment to see what he does like and what he doesn't. But he'll make the right decision. Yeah, I definitely agree. Preseason is is important. He as you mentioned, he didn't have that playing two to three games a week. He came in, had one training session before his first match, and it just shows how remarkable this whole turnaround was that he was able to get results that quickly with that limited amount of time on the training ground. Hopefully with preseason, this gives him the time now to really experiment and see what works best for a full season and to try to get us closer to that Premier League title. How much experimentation do you think he'll be doing? We'll see. I could see him trying to play with a back four in, in preseason. We'll see. Do you think we should move on to any potential signings now? I think so. The exciting part. All right. So what do you think Chelsea especially needs this summer? I know we covered it basically, but... Yeah, I think we can all agree on striker. That's that's the one thing every Chelsea fan just knows. We definitely need a striker. A reliable one, at least. Yes, yes. Someone who's going to... Be clinical. I mean, oh, we need it. And so a striker. And if you're looking beyond that, I don't, what I don't want at Chelsea this summer, I don't want an overhaul. I don't want what we had last summer where we needed players in five, six positions. I I don't want that. I don't want five or six players coming in. We don't need that. And Tuchel's already said he doesn't want that. Sometimes that comes off a little overwhelming for managers and whatnot. You don't know how to deal with it. And you don't, like, they're all talented, so you want to give them all playing time, but you, they learn to, certain players get comfortable with the team, others don't, you know? Yeah, and it's just, you got to do those things at the right time. Last year was right for Chelsea to do an overhaul because the last couple of years have been kind of a rebuilding process for Chelsea, and they've done it so well that they were able to win the Champions League this year. Absolutely. I think we also got very lucky that all these new players that came in within the last year or two years, they've managed to fit so well within the Chelsea Chelsea plan, Chelsea, like the whole idea of how they play soccer. Yes, and uh, hopefully 
That'll be the case with uh, some signings this summer. But yeah, I I think a striker is a definite need. A couple signings would be very beneficial. And Tuchel's said that too. I think a striker, if you're looking at a midfielder, we know Billy Gilmore just left on loan. So if, yeah, if you're maybe looking for another midfielder in there, I know Tuchel's going to look at Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's coming back from loan, see what he likes there. Yeah, so so it depends too, right? I think I think a couple signings would be very beneficial. Strikers are only definite need, but you might see a wing back or a midfielder get added to that. You keep mentioning striker for Chelsea, and I know all these Chelsea fans have that one player in mind. They all have the same one. Should we get to it or no? I think we should. All right. What's it going to take for Chelsea to sign Holland? Basically, what we know as of now is Chelsea sounds serious about this. They have agreed personal terms with Erling Haaland. He wants to come to Chelsea. He apparently is expecting to join Chelsea. That's the good news. Then the struggles come where Chelsea has to deal with Borussia Dortmund to try to get him away from Dortmund, to try to give Dortmund a fee that is very difficult for them to reject. Dortmund have demanded in around 150 million euros for Erling Haaland. We know that Haaland, or sorry, Jadon Sancho was just sold to Man United. Dortmund don't really want to sell both Sancho and Haaland in the same summer. Two of their strongest players, yeah. Yes, so that's what's going to make this very difficult for Chelsea. Not only because this is one of the greatest strikers in the world right now, but because they've just sold one of their other world-class players and do they want to lose both in one summer? That may not be ideal for them. So that puts the price high. And also, Dortmund do have... or Sorry, Holland has a a $75 million release clause next year that will activate. So the question comes down to, is it worth selling him your other one of your other greatest players when you've already just sold one for double the price or do you wait but only sell him for 75 million essentially that's that's the uh, predicament Dortmund are in it's if they wait till if they don't sell to Chelsea or anyone else and they wait till next year Haaland's going to go for 75 million if they were to accept a potential offer from Chelsea they could get almost double right so there's that side to it, but there's also the side where they, they've they already lost Sancho. Do you want to lose both? Exactly. And I heard, I also heard other teams that are potentially interested in Holland as well, like Barca, Real, top, top names, right? They're not interested with the 150 million, but more with the 75 million. So they're willing to wait the one year. So for Chelsea, it's important, I'd say, to to try to get him this year, right? Yeah, and there has been, so that's, yeah, that's pretty much what the side of Dortmund is. Do they sell now for like double? Do they wait till next year? Do they want to let Haaland and Sancho go in the same summer? Those are the questions that they have. Right. But the question that Chelsea have is exactly what you're saying, where if you wait until next year, this is a lot like Kai Havertz from last year, where in the pandemic, there are teams, Barca, Real, who we've heard don't really want to spend as big. And Chelsea have 
are in a position where they can spend big and Roman Abramovich is prepared to. So there was a situation last summer where Kai Havertz, a lot of teams had pulled out for him because of the pandemic and the huge fee that Leverkusen were demanding and Chelsea just swooped in and stole it basically and pretty much jumped the line. This is what can happen here with Haaland. Chelsea are basically the only other team I really see offering a fee that Dortmund won't reject is City. Man City. Yeah. But they look like they're going for Kane and Grealish. So yeah, Chelsea look the most likely if this is going to happen. And it seems that it's, it is similar to Kai Havertz where if they wait, this one might slip through their hands. Whereas if they're going to sign them, it may cost more than next year, but you might get them this year. If you, if you're able to, make that 150 140 million dollar offer it can get very difficult for Dortmund to reject and Chelsea might just be able to take advantage I was just thinking I know you mentioned Kane potentially going to Man City and that's what they're interested in right I was just thinking for next year how like particularly competitive the first place spot might be between Chelsea and Man City if Chelsea have one of the best strikers in the world and they continue to play the to play the way they've been playing and then now Man City have that one striker, Harry Kane, who I, honestly I think is a pretty good fit for their team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that'd be a pretty competitive number one spot in the Premier League. But Yeah, this, this, this season, and we've seen Man U have put a pretty good attack together now with Sancho. Yeah, Man U have been on the comeback recently. Yeah, so the, yeah, it can get very competitive next year. I'm sure Liverpool will be back too. They'll have people healthy. So we'll see. But anyways, it'll be close. The Yes. I one more thing I want to mention about Haaland is Haaland actually so Mino Raiola, his agent wants to insert a get out clause which will essentially allow Haaland. So basically a get out clause is when after Chelsea were to make the signing, any team can pay the fee of that get-out clause and skip negotiations with Chelsea and go right to Haaland. And it makes uh, uh, the signing a lot smoother and it makes things a lot easier for the team. And it puts Chelsea really out of control in that situation. Roman Abramovich is not keen on it. He doesn't want it. Chelsea don't want it. So that's another side to this transfer where Mino Raiola is hoping for Haaland to get that move to maybe La Liga in the future. And he wants to make it as smooth as possible. And Chelsea don't want that get-out clause there. They want to have control of the situation if in the future they were going to sell him. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I hope I don't want the get-out clause either. So that's another side to it. Either way, Chelsea sounds serious about this. It's going to take a big offer. But it can be done. It definitely will. Right? It can be done. We have Roman Abramovich. I'd love to see Holland in a blue jersey running the way he does. Would be awesome. We got a yellow away kits next year, I think, also. Oh, wow. So it won't be too different from what he's used to. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 would, um, <laughs> it would go with his hair, too, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. But as we know with these things, like, it can go both ways. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. The market is very competitive especially in football. So we've especially 
magnified the fact that Chelsea needs that striker. So are there any other options we could potentially be going with here other than Holland? So the other one I would have in mind is Romelu Lukaku, who if you heard the last episode, I am a fan of him (laughs) and I think he deserves more respect. But anyways, with Lukaku, Inter don't want to sell. They, They have to cash in on some players. They have their own financial issues. They've just sold Akimi for around 70 million. So they need to cash in. But this is one player that they want to keep, from what I understand. They don't want to let him go. Yeah, it's not something I really see happening, but... Which would you say is more likely? Because Inter and Dortmund, sorry, seem to be in similar boats here where they've sold one of their better players and they don't want to let go of their second. I think Haaland's definitely more, more promising just because... First of all, Lukaku seems pretty comfortable staying at Inter. Haaland clearly wants to leave if it's not this summer, next summer. And he's very open to joining Chelsea. And so that's one thing that's huge. And second of all, Chelsea sound a lot more serious about Haaland. This is their number one option. Tuchel seems to like him. And it seems to be... Chelsea's number one option. It seems to be something that Roman Abramovich is really, really keen on. I think Holland would also like the competitive spirit of the Premier League. Yeah, and Chelsea have a thing with physical strikers, Drogba, Diego Costa. Exactly, yeah. It would fit. I think it would fit. And I think he, I think he's the right choice to make there, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully he'd help get the best out of Havertz, Werner, Ziyech, Pulisic going forward. Oh, with all those opportunities being made. Because Chelsea has the good through balls. Like, we saw it even in the Champions League final with Mason Mount, that beautiful ball, right? You just have to get that through ball. He'll start running, charging up the way he does. <laughs> <laughs> and then soon enough, he has the ball. He just has to make a little one touch to the left or one touch to the right, similar to how Havertz did, and then boom. Yes, yes, I think I think Haaland would work out. And what I will say is beyond Haaland and Lukaku, we're not going to get Kane. Oh, no. Tottenham and Chelsea just don't deal with each other when it comes to a lot of transfers so that's not going to happen um so beyond Haaland and Lukaku there's not really that world-class a genuine world-class consistent striker who's proven it out there right now there's been you know talk of Isaac from uh who also plays for Sweden there's, there's not with Chelsea, but there's been talk of Jonathan David leaving Leo this year, the Canadian. And there's talk of like, I've heard things with some Premier League teams, Liverpool in there. Anyways, so there, there, there are strikers out there. I just feel, for in my opinion, we have Havertz, we have um, Werner, we have, right now we do have Giroud and Tammy Abraham still. In my opinion, if we're not going to get a Hollander Lukaku, I'd rather stick with what we have. Yes. But also, like, looking from an, another point of this, it's I'd say Chelsea are financially in a more comfortable spot than many other teams, seeming as they have just won the Champions League. And, you know? Yep. So I think, I think they're definitely in, like, the most comfortable spot to be doing this right now. It just... Chelsea's I I agree that Chelsea should be doing whatever they can to make this happen it just comes down to Dortmund and hopefully they can be convinced to sell them to us yeah hopefully and uh yeah we hope and right um yeah as I said I just feel that hopefully things work with Haaland but if they don't 
and we can't bring that world-class striker in. I just feel... Just keep it the same. Yeah, it's better. It's not the worst thing in the world with, to stick with what you have at that point. <laughs> we keep giving Werner more chances, but hopefully this will be the one. Yeah, and hopefully with a preseason then, Tuchel can... With a full season, full preseason, he could find the right... Mentality and the right way to be training. Yes, so hopefully it works out with Holland. Um, if it doesn't, I'd like to keep what we have and see how it works. I mean, what we have won us the Champions League, so... That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. You can't forget that. <laughs> so, do you think there's any other positions apart from striker or up top that need to be looked at? Potentially any signings? Yeah, the only glaring need for me was striker, and I think everyone agrees with that. But I think Chelsea would be interested in maybe a midfielder. Um, there are talks of Declan Rice. That's been a thing since Lampard. I like Declan Rice. I think that he has the potential to be one of the, the best defensive midfielders in the game. And I do think 100 million is ridiculous. I think everyone can agree that what West Ham are demanding is ridiculous. But if Chelsea can get that down, maybe in around 60, 65, 70 at most, if they could get that fee down, hopefully it could work out. I really like Declan Rice. I think he'd fit well at Chelsea. And I'd like to see him in a Chelsea shirt in the coming seasons. It's not something that if we don't do it now, I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I always feel we can. it's something we could do next summer. But... I would like Chelsea to kind of test West Ham a little and see if they can maybe lower that fee and pry Declan Rice away from West Ham because I do really like him. And what I will say too is if we're going to spend $150 million on Holland, it does also... How, how much does the... Yeah, how much does that leave for Rice, right? So... How old is Declan Rice? Rice is in his early 20s. Young player. Early 20s. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if if we wait. Yeah, so but I'd like us to try to lower that fee and, and see what we can do there because I, I do really like them. Okay. Do you think anybody else? Um, the other position I was thinking is there's been talks of wing back. For me, the right-hand side, I like the right. I, I don't see any problems there. I really don't. Yeah, I agree. You have Aspilicueta, Reese, James, and Callum, Hudson-Odoi. All can play wing back. I'll give you something different. And at right center back, you have Christensen can play there. Aspie or Reese James too has kind of transitioned a little and can play both, right? So I like the right hand side. And that's why I wasn't really disappointed when we lost out to Akimi. It would have been nice, but eh. I, I just really like our right hand side and I don't think we need to do too much there. I know there's talks of Adama Traore, but nah. I think if, yeah, we have an ultra attacking wing back in Kalamatsu Nadoi, and he's, yeah, he's put in some good performances there. I, I think we're set. The other side, though, the left wing back, if we're going to cash in on Emerson and Marcos Alonso now, I think it would be best, obviously, to then go in the market, sign someone, and put get a backup for Ben Chilwell. Or else I don't think there's really a need to touch it. But obviously, there are a lot of rumors. Chelsea are looking to maybe move those two players on. So if they will, I think that's something Chelsea can definitely look into. 
Do you think Loftus-Cheek will be starting when he retain, returns? Well, I think um, Tuchel will give him a shot in preseason. We'll see how it goes. And then um, then we'll see. It also depends on the formation. If Tuchel's going to stick with a 3-4-3, I don't... Loftus-Cheek's not really someone who'd fit that. He's someone who likes to play more as an eight or... Yeah, he's someone who, who's more suited to when you play a back four and more of like a 4-3-3 or even like a 4-2-3-1. Well, I mean, that's the experimentation we were talking about earlier. I guess Thomas Tuchel would have the opportunity to be experimenting with him with the back four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Chelsea were to move to, back, to a back four, I think that would actually give Loftus-Cheek a better chance at this. And we'll see. And a 3-4-3, I really don't see it. Yeah. But... I think he definitely deserves a chance, and and we'll see how it goes. So those are the uh, potential signings we could be getting. So I know we have Gilmore, who's on loan right now to Norwich. Is there anybody else who is potentially going to be leaving this year or the next coming years? Yeah, just just with Billy Gilmore. Yeah, he left on a he left on a loan loan to Norwich City. I'm, I know there's a lot of debate around it with the Chelsea fans. Do we kind of keep them and let them kind of grow kind of in training and sort of get them into the team, groom them into the team, kind of like City did it with Foden. But I just, I just think this kid needs playing time. I mean, it worked with Foden, right? Now he's, now he's up there. Yes, but at the same time, I just feel too, with Chelsea's midfield, you have Conte. Jorginho, Kovacic, they're locked in. That's also true. I don't think he'll get the many opportunities. Yeah, there's no way Billy Gilmore is going to get the game time he needs. No way. So the best thing for him is game time. And I think Premier League, he's not playing with a very good team, but he's going to be playing in the Premier League. He's going to be playing in a system that is similar to Thomas Tuchel's midfield, where they play with two holding midfielders. Um, so overall... He needs game time, and this is probably the best thing for him. What I will say, though, is Chelsea has to make sure that after this loan, he is able to come back and he has a path back. Chelsea can't let this one slip. Billy Gilmore can be a big part of this midfield, and we can't let this slip. He's got to go get the experience he needs and come back with a path into regular first-team minutes for us. Is there anybody else that might be leaving? So we've heard, obviously, the strikers, uh, Olivier Giroud, Tammy Abraham. The Giroud talks with Milan. I'd heard about Giroud. That'd be so sad. Yeah, it would be very sad. But those talks have kind of slowed down a little in the last, like, day, I think. I I read something the other day about how actually Milan aren't as interested. I don't know how true that is. It's kind of one that I think is on the fence right right now. I've been seeing kind of two sides of it where he's like oh he's definitely gonna leave or eh, Milan aren't as keen so what I will say is if Chelsea bring in a striker these two players are gonna be very difficult to keep a, a hold of one of them's gotta go for sure and I would like to keep one of the two but it's gonna be very difficult if Chelsea don't sign a striker then it's still gonna be difficult to keep both but I think we could get one to stay so with Giroud, this is someone obviously that's older, um, doesn't have too many years left with Chelsea if he were to stay. 
which is sad. We love Olivier Giroud, but yeah. that's the way it, it goes. Uh, and I think it may be okay to let Giroud go. Let Giroud go. He can move on with his career. I'd rather him wait. I'd rather us wait to give him away for another year or two. I'd want to keep him too. I just feel it's very difficult too, given the limited amount of playing time. I mean, compared to Gilmore, as you were saying, I'd say he still gets like quite a bit. He was at first with Thomas Tuchel, but then it it really trailed off. Yeah. It pretty much became rotation between Havertz and Werner, right? So with, with Giroud, he's not going to get much playing time under Tuchel, it seems, especially if a striker comes in. It's just, he is an older player, someone who doesn't really have too, too, too many years left, you know? So it, it may, it's one that if he were to move on, I'd, I'd be sad, but I, it is what it is, you know? I wouldn't yeah. be really against it. I wouldn't be like upset with, with Chelsea, really. And then there's obviously Tammy Abraham, right? Who Villa have been interested in. Chelsea have thought of maybe swapping him for Holland. This is someone who's had a very unfortunate career, obviously, with Chelsea, Tammy Abraham. Scored 15 Premier League goals in his first season under Frank Lampard. Then was kind of frozen out under Tuchel after suffering a big injury. Never really found his way back in the team. When he's been our leading scorer this year, despite playing like not many games. So it's pretty, it's very unfortunate. Tammy can be a really good striker, I think. And in my opinion, if Chelsea weren't, if let's say Chelsea doesn't sign a striker this year, I would love for Chelsea to convince Tammy Abraham to stay and Tuchel give him a chance. But as I said, if Chelsea will sign a striker, Giroud, Tammy Abraham, they're going to be very hard to keep. Yeah, a lot of people are going to get lose a lot of playing time because at that point think about it right if we get Haaland plus you have Havertz who could play as like a false nine and you have Werner who could play certain games I like Havertz in that false nine position yeah I like it too I think he should be playing there like I should think I think he should be starting if anything sub off Werner and you can sub him on like last 30 40 minutes whenever you need him those positions can definitely be rotated so I think overall my opinion is if we're not going to sign a striker, I would love Tammy Aram to stay. I would love Tuchel to convince him and give him a chance. I would really like that. And if we are going to sign a striker, Giroud, Tammy, they're going to be very difficult to keep. And it may just be one of those situations where it is what it is. For the sake of their careers. Yeah, it might be better. Yeah, and Chelsea might as well cash in at that point. Well, that's what it all comes down to, right? It's always a gamble. Like, you never know if you're going to stick with those strikers or not. And it comes down to the decision with Holland as well. Well, we'll see what happens. I would love for them to stay. But if we're going to sign a striker, it's going to be difficult. I heard talks about Rudiger's contract as well. Would you like to explain that whole situation? Yeah, so essentially his contract expires next year. And he wants a pay raise, which is why the deal hasn't been agreed. Christensen's also expires next year, actually. I think we can both agree on this, just because Chelsea's had the best defense in the world since Thomas... Give him the raise. Yeah, give him the raise. Yes, give him the raise. And don't change anything at center back. Definitely not, no. Yeah, I like what we got. Give give uh, Christensen and Rudiger their extensions. You got Thiago, you got Aspie, 
You got Rudiger. You got Zuma. You got Christensen. Reese James could play in that back three. Yeah. You have many, many options. It was the best defense in the world under Thomas Tuchel in the second half of the season. We won the Champions League with this defense. I mean, arguably, it was just as much as Rudiger's fault for us winning. As well, Fault is the wrong word to use, but in a positive way. It was just as much his fault for us winning as it was Kai Havertz's because he ultimately stopped that goal that was very close clearly going to the back of the net yeah yeah no rudiger obviously made a game-saving tackle i'd say he's definitely worth that raise yeah that's one of the greatest tackles in chelsea's history oh definitely it's part of it's primarily part of the reason we have that trophy in our cabinet yeah 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 no rudiger's second half of the season form was absolutely wonderful but i think uh, tiago's gonna stick around probably for one more year so in my opinion, I'd like to keep things the way they are at center back this year. And then next year, if Thiago Silva goes, then we can reevaluate, we can reassess, we can go into the market and see. Next year's transfer market might be a little more hectic for Chelsea. Let's try to keep it simple this year, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, I agree with Tuchel when he says a couple signings would be nice, but we don't need an overhaul. And I think that in, that, in this position... There, there's not really anything that needs to change as of right now. I think we can put the focus into other spots. Yes, I agree. So I guess we've clearly expressed all of our thoughts on any transfers, potential, tra- potential transfers that might be happening. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Adam? Not really. I think, I think this was a, was a great transfer show. Um, I agree. I think the main focus of this was definitely the fact that Holland is our primary focus right now because we need that striker position. And if Holland doesn't work, we're still not in the worst position. Yeah. Right. And then in terms of our defense, I don't think there should be too many changes happening because that is ultimately what led us to where we got to. And Thomas Tuchel, welcome to your first preseason, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll do great things for us. Tune in next week as we will be back and as we get ready for Canada and the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Yay! Yeah. So I know a lot of Canadian soccer fans are hyped about that. I personally am as well. Very excited for that. We will be obviously talking about all that. And Chelsea fans, until we're going to be covering the uh, CONCACAF Gold Cup. So then when the Chelsea season, when we get close to the start of the season we will definitely be talking hopefully we'll have a couple signings by then and thomas tuchel as michael said just good luck we absolutely love you you can't win a champions league and then we not love you (laughs) i mean thomas tuchel i wish i could just give you a big hug man i mean you're the absolute best man champions league winner european champion who would have thought chelsea are the champions of the europe for the second time second time you don't get to say that every day and so yeah thank you for tuning in everybody hope you enjoyed the show and peace bye everyone